Today's Mesilah Isharim was dedicated for Moshe Aharon, Ben Miriam, Bezat Hashem, to a complete recovery. And the zechut of the learning and the zechut of the tzedakah. Of course, today is a very happy day for us. And the Mesilah Isharim is also in honor of my dear son Shemuel Harari. That's putting on Tefillin today for the first time. Big, big, big thing. Okay, let's begin. You ready, boys? This is where we're up to. We're going to go now into the Indian of Kovit Shabbos. Very important subject. Very. Again, we'll see, we're still in the overview of Yira, but we have to see the whole thing. The Tzuras HaShmaitza, before we get a little deeper, okay? V'hine b'chlal zeh, meaning included in this concept of kavod for mitzvot, yesh kavod ha-shabbatot v'yamim tovim. It's a concept that we have to honor Shabbos and Yontif. Shekola marbe l'kabdam, whoever adds more to the kibud, and he's more creative about how to be mechabed, vaday, he for sure brings satisfaction to his creator, and that's something that should be our life's mission to try to make nachas ruach fasham. And this is something that does it for him. because the Novi told us that a person has to be mechabed the Shabbos. After it's clear to us that honoring Shabbat is a mitzvah, there's many ways, many creative ways to be mechaved the Shabbos. Any action that you do, which by doing this action shows that Shabbos is choshev, tzrichin, onulah, we have to do it. Alkain. Therefore, we find in the Gemara that the Chachomim Arishonim, the Amoraim, different things that they would do to prepare for Shabbat, each one according to his derech. Meaning, let me get this clear, it wasn't the point that these jobs were needed to be done. There were other people that could have done them. It's not like they were needed to be done. And because they weren't needed to be done by these Amoiroi, <clears throat> and they were not things that they would normally do during the week, therefore it was very apparent from what they were doing that they were doing it Lachabit the Shabbos. That means if it was a type of job that was necessary for them to do, and it was something that they would do during the weekday because it's their responsibility by the fact that they're doing for Shabbos that's needed, doesn't show as much kavod Shabbat. But being that these were jobs that there were other people that were able to do them, their wife, their kids, their servants, whatever it may be, and it's not something that they would do in general, so it was clearly that they were doing it l'chavet Shabbos. And there's a whole sugi about this in the beginning of Kedushan, of mitzvah boy yoisim 
and the whole Chafetz Chaim, but Sharetzim. The basic idea is that even though, in general, we say that a person has to do learn Torah, and a mitzvah that's Efshir Lasa is Al Yedei Acherim. You could, uh, you're not supposed to make bitul Torah. And these rabbis were for sure learning every available moment that was there for them. But in this situation, since the point was not getting it done for Shabbos, the point was being mechabed the Shabbos. So being that you have to mechabed the Shabbos, that can't do through a shliach. So they, it's like a mitzvah sheyev shalas You can't do it through someone else. You have to do it yourself. The whole point is that the mechabed the Shabbos begufa with your body should be involved in Shabbos. So therefore, it's something that's not shayich the shlichus. And if it's not shayich the shlichus, then they cannot give it to someone else. And if they can't give it to someone else, then they have to mevatel talmud Torah for it, because the point is that they have to mechabed Shabbos begufa. Even though the Gemara is mashmah, the reason is because mitzvah boy yosim so I'm not going to the whole sugya now. It's not a share in Gemara. But the bottom line is, clearly, they did things to bring out the covered Shabbos. Okay? Rabbi He sat on a certain chair and he was blowing the fire. I mean, he was working, making the fire. Rabbi Machakresha, Rabbi Malchivuta, they were taking care of the food. Rabbi Huna Madlik Shraga, Rabbi Papa Gadol Petilta, he was making the, 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 the wicks. Rabbi Chizna Parasilka, he was cutting the vegetables. Rabbi Yosef Matzlichut Sevi, Rabbi Zerim Matzate Tzetutim, he's one of them were cutting the wood for the, for the fire. The other one was making the fire. Rabbi Nachman Mekatev Ha'ayel, Mekatev Enofik, he was busy, he was involved, setting up, bringing things in. Oma, and he said, Ilu Meklainli Rabbi Ami Ami he said, if the guests that were coming to my house were the great Gidoli Ador, Rabami Virabasi, wouldn't I be involved in setting up everything for them? Now, this is going to be a big point here. This is going to be a big point in Avoida. So get ready. First, what the Messiah Sisharim says, then we're going to read what Rabdon Segel says. And then we're going to see a big yesoid and avoid this hashar. And take notice. We should take notice from Rav Nachman's behavior. Something that we can learn from. He would use a analysis. How would he, in a practical sense, in a real life, he envisioned and he imagined if two great Gedoyle Ador were coming to his house, how he would behave? That's a very important piece in Avoida. Now let's see Rabdon how he widens it a little bit, okay? This is like this. Ha-chokhmo, he tomed l'hakish mahadvorim sh'yeish l'odom ha-sogamahem. The person is always supposed to draw a point of reference from things that he does tangibly understand. 
Mebechina bebesori echazelika. So let's think about that a second. That means spirituality is abstract in a certain way. Because you're being mechabit, the shechina that's coming to reside amongst you. The Shabbos. So it's a little abstract, it's a spiritual thing. So the derech of avoida in the physical world is to use tangible points of reference in order to understand how to do the avoid. I mean, the reason why the world runs the way it runs is to serve for you as a mahalach to teach you avoid. For example, it says, Im tevak shena, kachesa vechamat moinim techapsena, az tovin yiras Hashem. means if you want to know how to acquire yiras Hashem, then study the business world. What we'll have to study the business world? Because the business world runs a certain way, not by accident. The reason why the business world runs the way it does is in order to serve as a tangible point of reference to how to serve Hashem. So, for example, you see in the business world, that if you are very ambitious and motivated and work very hard, you succeed. That seems to be the reality. The Teva Hadvar. But the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the mode of operating that way, obviously if he doesn't want someone to be successful, it won't work out. Or the person will just come across as an unmotivated person. But all that was designed by Hashem. But the reason why Hashem made the Teva work in a certain way was for one reason and one reason only. So you should learn how to succeed in Ruchnis. He didn't make the business world that if you're ambitious and if you're driven and if you're creative and if you take initiatives, then you will succeed. So you should get excited and say, oh, now I went to business school and I learned economics and I learned how to make money. No. You go to business school, you learn economics, and you say, Aha! Now I know how to serve Hashem. Zaygazun, thank you for your services. Now I know what to do to serve Hashem. Because if the Torah says, you have to be omal you have to be toiling in Torah. Hechi dummy toil. So if I left it up to us to figure out what's called toil, we would say, you come in 10 o'clock, you learn a couple of hours, I'm toiling. So no, no, no. Go to the world. And see, for one account, for one sale, a person will fly who knows how many miles to China and live out of tuna fish cans and go to factories and deal with Chinese people. And then he comes back, he leaves his wife, he leaves his kids, he leaves the comfort of his home, he has his backpack with his kosher food, which you can't really get over there, and he does all this tircha for what? couple of dollars. Ah, that's called Mivakshana. So if let's say you have a shver of shot in the sugya and you could find the answer in Eretz by a godl, Odom godl, would you get on the airplane and go there to find the answer to your problem? Im tivakshana kachesa vachamatmoinim tichapsena az tovin yirasasha. So a person has to use all 
of the world as a point of reference of how to grow. Very important. Very important, you say. And then you have to think by yourself to what way you in a physical, materialistic, down-to-earth way, how would you be mechabed the Godel Hadar if you came to your house for Shabbos? What would you do? Whatever you would do to be mechabed the Godel Hadar that's coming to your house for Shabbos, and you would be nervous about every detail, and you'd be on top of the situation, and you'd be checking your fridge and your freezer, and you're checking your closet to make sure all supplies are stocked properly. And everything is set up properly because you cannot, you wouldn't be able to have a God will come to your house with his entourage and not make that perfect Shabbos for him. So whatever that is, you see that down to the detail, to the most minute detail and say, aha, achshav ba shchine. The shchine is coming much bigger. And therefore then you know how to be mechabed the Shabbos. It's not enough to learn that it's important to mechavah the Shabbos and you have to be mechavah the Shabbos. That's great. But being that we live in the physical world, in order to truly do the avoid properly, one must use tangible mishalim like this in order to do avoid as Hashem. Okay? That's step one. Let's see a little further. Continues, Rabdan Segel. But a person has a, a tangible tfisa on what he would do if a great man would come to his house for Shabbos. The case that how many would him and how much energy he would exert in the preparation for it. We must look into this a little deeper. You see, when you have a chazal, you have to think into chazal. Rabnachem spoke it out. He didn't just think it in his mind, he spoke it out. What would I do? To who was he explaining himself? Were people looking at Rabnachem in a weird way? And then he had to explain himself? Don't say that in the Gemara. The he had to speak it out to himself, the protim of what he would do. In order to instill in himself the feeling of covered Shabbos. I don't know if you remember the last vada that we spoke about. The main point of covered is how you feel inside. So we're trying to be ma'ur, the covered inside. The outside action is the manifestation of the covered that's coming from the inside. So he has to waken himself up. Remember, we live in a tangible world. Even a great Kaddish like Rav Nachman lives in a tangible world and he don't see spirituality and a person's Yetzar doesn't want him to be Mechabed anything but himself. So you have to make work. The work requires that he should speak it out. If a person speaks out his thoughts and his ideas with his mouth, 
It changes his whole action. Puts heart into the action that he's doing. He's able to feel it more. He brings down over here on the bottom that the Chofetz Chaim every time the Chofetz Chaim went to do some mitzvah on Avoida, he would first speak it out with his mouth. Zoya says, just like uh, in Shamayim, a person is held accountable for the words the forbidden words that come out of his mouth. At the same time, in place of saying the words that were forbidden, he could have been saying good words. So he gets a double whammy. Right? That's what the Goyim says, Din v'cheshbin. Din and what you did wrong. Cheshbin what you could have did right while you were doing the thing that was wrong. He got a double whammy. Right? So he says... Uloyama, he says, so he says, Mustama, this is also included. This concept. Good words. Good words don't only mean that you say nice things to people, or it doesn't only mean that you're speaking divre Torah. Good words means that you're speaking out these type of calculations in order to focus properly. That means, if let's say for example, before a person's gonna go pray, if he stops and thinks for a minute, if there was a great Gadol sitting here right now, Godlado was sitting here, and they gave me five-minute appointment to ask this Godel for bracha, for Eitzah, and there's no time to darshan away. You have five minutes to stand before this man and articulate clearly what your tzrochim are and what you need. So now you start thinking about the opportunity, the covet, the year, the harocha. <clears throat> you'll organize your thoughts, you'll arrange your words, and then you will enter. So we are mechuyiv to do that before we daven in order to feel the davening, because being that standing before Hashem is an abstract thing, and we're far removed from it, if we don't use tangible imagination. To bring it home, we cannot get to that level of feeling it. But even more so, the speech of a person has a tremendous impact because while the machshavas are in your mind, they're not fully developed. It's only when you bring your machshavas out in Dibor is it like a finalized, solidified product. That's why the uh, Rav Chaim Veloshna says that you're supposed to speak out your learning. In the Bemchaz Dvarim, he talks about how you have to speak out your learning. Because when you speak things out, you, when you speak it out, you realize the imperfections in your thinking. That means while of the thoughts in your mind, you can think that this Svarah is a rock-solid Svarah. However, when you start to speak it out, then you start to realize the flaws in that Svarah. You understand? The heart and the tongue are very much connected to each other. 
It's not just a speech. It's not just a means of communicating your ideas to someone else. Ki'ilu, like your ideas were already complete in your mind. And now, as a means of communication, you want to give it over to someone else. The speech process is a development of the actual machshava itself. And if, and it solidifies it and makes it chal by the person as well. That's why the Chavis Alavavis, when he dis- defines a human being, what are you? What defines you? He says, you're leiv v'haloshon. Your mind, your heart, and your speech. <clears throat> That's defining you. So of course it means, obviously, that the, when you, people, the way they speak, you get to know who they are inside. Of course, the speech is not only, but that's not what he means, that it's only revealing who you are by what you praise, how you speak. If you speak Lashon Har, it says something about you insides, right? So the, the lev, the Lashon is Megala the lev, that's true. But he says that the lev Lashon is the Odom. That means the Lashon is part of the development of mind. So what makes a man different than an animal is that a man speaks. He's a madabe, he speaks. Speaking is a level of intellect. You understand? It's a whole schmooze exactly how to explain this concept of Dibur. But, Benagele and Yonenu, what we're learning over here is that the speaking process is part of taking the imagination that you have in your mind of how you would behave and how you would act, it becomes, and it has to be expressed, expressed by the person, that is an extremely important part in Avodah Hashem. Okay, we'll stop here for today.